What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast, where the seats are cold, but the takes are hot. We've got our second football preview episode coming up this week, and we're going to record on a Saturday. Uh, a couple things going on last night we had to get take care of. Um, we're here Saturday morning getting a little episode together for you guys. We're going to go over some picks for the college football matchups this week and the ranked matchups. Uh, we have a tech matchup, and then we'll get uh, Brett and I'll each pick our games of the week. We'll pick two outside of the ones we've already talked about this week. Um, and then we'll give our Heisman picks for the year, and then we'll give our NFL uh, MVP, uh, offense player of the year, defense player of the year, just NFL honors picks as well. It's going to fill the time since there's only one NFL game to talk about on this episode. We usually preview that the week before. And then we've also got our NFL playoff picks. So AFC title game picks and Super Bowl picks as well. Um, kind of fill the time a little bit for you guys. But we're going to start it off with our text. Actually, we'll talk about last week's picks first is what we'll do. Uh, yeah, so we'll usually recap our picks from the prior week. Only last week is there only one. Um, it was the Northwestern versus Nebraska game. I don't think we picked the spread last week, um, but uh, I went 1-0, Brett went 0-1. We each split uh, Northwestern and Nebraska. Um, it was a tight game. There's really no stock that went into it, though. I mean, it's one game. Um, I just picked the Northwestern because I thought they get a W. I think you picked Nebraska just for sake of splitting up uh, the picks on the pod, which is um, always interesting when we get different picks in certain places. Um that's kind of where the standings are at now. We'll, we'll keep track every week what, what our standings are, um, what our record is on picks. Um, a pretty good game last week. It went down to the wire. Uh, Nebraska kind of blew a lead, as they have, uh, you know, frequently in the past couple years with Scott Frost. So uh, it ended up being a good game. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to quit splitting up the picks. Um, it didn't fare too well to start the season <laughs> off as we're picking the games. But, yeah, I mean, I thought Nebraska could win. Uh, I thought they had the tools to do it. But, you know, when you fly to Ireland and play a football game, it can be tough and some – Teams travel better than others, and I guess it was just Northwestern on that day. They traveled better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was the only game last week. No NFL, as we'll get to that at the end of today. Um, but a bunch of college going on right now. And kick it off, Texas Tech has their first game of the season here in Lubbock today at 7 p.m. Uh, all times that we're going to mention are going to be central because of the times we use. Uh, they're hosting Murray State, the Racers, um, John Morant's alma mater, um, in case you all didn't know. You and I are pretty uh, even on this. We did not split the picks. Um, a lot of hype surrounding the whole football program and really the community as a whole, just getting geared up for this season and for this game and just to get the season underway. Um, so I went with Tech to win the game, uh, and they're favored by 38. I also picked them to cover, um, like a 56 to 10 maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. I'm just looking for the offense to be pretty – well-rounded. I want to see a lot of guys play uh, because, I mean, pretty much today's going to be the game where you're going to see everybody play as long as things go to plan. I mean, hopefully you should see all three quarterbacks. Um, you know, you should see defense rotate pretty frequently, probably after the first quarter. Hopefully we're up by a couple scores. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to it, seeing some new guys play as well. Yeah, no doubt. I uh, got a sick pup at home today, so I'm not going to be able to make it to the game, unfortunately, um, which sucks. But, you know, that that's life. you got responsibilities and you've got uh, dogs. So, Going to be home with them, but I'll be watching on the TV, of course. I'll be watching pretty intently, um, especially at the offense. I want to see what the quarterback play looks like, obviously, the defense. But uh, going to be hard to tell what the defense is going to look like this year, um, you know, with playing a team like Murray State. Uh, you know, not a shot at them. They're just a – you know, they're not a power five school. They have less funding. They're just a lower um, – you know, a lower-tier program, and that's okay. Um, you know, they probably getting paid to play this game, and that's how those programs make their money is playing games like this, so – um, but should be a good tune-up game for the Texas Tech team prior to the UH game next week, which will be big, which I will be at. Um, 
But yeah, I picked Texas Tech. The spread's minus 38 in favor of Tech, and I'm taking Tech minus 38. I think this is going to be a game where they don't take the, the gas, they don't take the foot off the gas offensively. I think they need to come out swinging. They need to come out showing, look, this is Zach Hitley offense. This is what we want to do, score. And um, I think all three quarterbacks are going to be in a position to play with the ones and try and score a lot of points. Um, you know, they're going to be taking the foot off the gas, trying to milk the clock. I think it's all three quarterbacks going to be trying to, you know, prove their worth and prove their spot on this roster. Definitely. Yeah, you said it. Um, hope we see a lot of guys. I'll let you text me because I'll probably be a little ahead in the stream you're watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to spoil anything. But, uh, but yeah, looking forward to it seeing just how the new coaches and the new schemes and stuff and formations and kind of plays they run. Um, it should be fun to watch. Looking forward to it. Um, but, yeah, we'll get cover that. Um, now we're going to enter the ranked matchups this week. We got three, um, all separate conference, um, as we haven't really entered conference play yet for the most part. But we got three matchups, three really good matchups, and we'll kick it off here. Number 11, Oregon, is traveling to Athens, Georgia, to play the Georgia Bulldogs, who are favored by 16-and-a-half. That game will be at 2.30. I'm going with Georgia here, and I think Georgia will cover by 16-and-a-half. Um, I think it would be a good game, but at the same time, I think Oregon, you know, that's a good good bit of travel, and I think Georgia's going to be ready to rock. Um, you know, fresh off the title, they're going to be pumped up geared up, ready to go. They did lose a lot of guys, so it'll be interesting to see how they adjust to that um, with the new guys having starter roles. Um, but, yeah, I think Georgia will win probably around 20. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Georgia to win, but I'm picking Oregon to cover 16-and-a-half, so really a big spread for a, a ranked matchup like this. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think there'll be a lot of offense in this game. I was thinking Dan Lanning coming from Georgia, he knows that offense really well. Um, and I think he's going to have, he has two really, really good linebackers to utilize in his blitzing in his, you know, his blitz scheme and Noah Sewell and Justin Flo at Oregon, um, you know, the prepared off season for this game. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see what the offense looks like for Georgia. No James Cook, no Zamir White. Uh, no, I'm going to forget his first name, but last name Mitchell, number five, I believe he transferred to Alabama this year, a uh, fall in the national title game. I think um, him or another receiver that they lost one of the two. Obviously, no George Pickens in the offense this year, but still got Brock Bowers. Eric Gilbert uh, transferred from LSU is another great tight end. They probably have the best tight end duo in the country. Um, interesting to see what the offense will look like. But I'm going to take Oregon to cover at six, plus 16 and a half. But I think Georgia probably wins by 14. Um, it should be good, though. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. I think, I think Georgia pulls away in the second half. They're just going to out-athlete Oregon, I think, ultimately. Um, we'll kind of lead us into our second matchup here. All three really good matchups into this week in terms of ranked matchups opening weekend. Um, obviously, saving the best for last, but we've got number 23, Tennessee, going to Arkansas. Uh, it's with the number, the number 19 ranked Hogs. Um, Arkansas is favored by six and a half. Uh, I'm taking Arkansas to win, but I think Cincinnati is going to cover it six and a half. Uh, game at 230 on, I believe, probably ABC or ESPN. Um, I think the Bearcats cover. You know, I think they're introducing a lot of new players on offense and defense, but um, I think they're still a scrappy team. I think this is going to be kind of a shootout potentially, um, or it could be a low scoring game. I'm really not sure, to be honest. Um, you know, Arkansas scored a lot of points in some games last year, and they underwhelmed in some games last year. It'd be interesting to see how they replace Traylon Burks, guy who was utilized one of the most, one of the most utilized players in the country last year. Um, but I'm picking Cincy to cover, but Arkansas to win this game by, you know, probably a three or four point margin. Yeah, I think it'll be close. Um, I am picking Arkansas to win and cover probably around nine to 10. I think Arkansas just has less turnover on their roster. I mean, like you mentioned, they really only lost Burks, um, a big loss. 
but I think they'll adjust fine. They had a good recruiting class. They have another good one next year. Uh, and things are looking good for them. I think obviously having a home game would be better to start off the season than Cincinnati traveling down a little bit. Uh, so I think it'll just be a better game overall for Arkansas. And I think they're going to come out uh, about nine or 10 point win. Uh, but our final ranked match that we have this week, the game of the week, number five, Notre Dame is going to play at number two, Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by 16 and a half, which is a lot. Uh, that game will be at 6.30 p.m. So right after you're done watching either Cincy, Arkansas, or Oregon, Georgia, you can flip over to Notre Dame, Ohio State, and watch that game for a while. I'm going with Ohio State here. I think um, they just have more talent, and they're hosting, which is big for me. And Notre Dame, while it isn't a far travel, um, they have the athletes. I mean, they have a good recruiting class every year. I think they'll play really well, uh, but I do think they'll cover. They'll probably lose by uh, seven to ten range, if I had to guess. Um, Sixteen and a half is way too much. Yeah, I'm with you here. Ohio State's going to win this game, but I don't think sixteen and a half is 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 a Notre Dame loss tonight. Uh, I'm picking them to cover at plus sixteen and a half. Probably going to be a ten to fourteen point loss. Um, you know, the thing for me for Notre Dame is they're really really talented, and I think Marcus Freeman's going to do really well there, but. They're breaking in a new quarterback against an Ohio State or an Ohio State team that has a brand new defensive coordinator. Um, Cam Wilmer from Oklahoma State going to kind of switch over and kind of entirely new schemes where, you know, the prior, uh, you know, the prior defensive scheme was pretty basic, a lot of just basic man-to-man coverage, um, not great keys from linebackers to a super complex defense um, that they ran Oklahoma State. I'm going to forget his name. Um, I'm going to look it up real fast. I want to make sure uh, Jim Knowles. That's right. Jim Knowles over from Oklahoma State, um, over to Ohio State, over from OSU to OSU. Um, I think he's going to do wonders for that defense. They have some of the best athletes in the country on that defensive side of the ball. Um, I also think that it's just the skill position talent's going to be too much in, in between Jackson Smith and Jigba and um, Marvin Harrison Jr. So we'll see Jay Stroud, uh, Trayvon, Trayvon Henderson, just going to be um, too much for Notre Dame to handle, but I think they cover 16 and a half. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Um... I don't think – I mean, I think that will probably be the closest game that we have. But I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to go the way people think. I just see Ohio State I, – I see Notre Dame keeping up with Ohio State offensively, but I think they their defense kind of falls off a lot quicker than Ohio State's does down the stretch. So I think it will be close at half. And I think pretty much after half there might be, you know, a 10, 15-point margin um, favoring Ohio State. That's pretty much it there for ranked. Um, We are now going to head into each of our games of the week. We each picked two with our picks and picks against the spread. My first game is going to be number seven, Utah, which is fair by two and a half over Florida. Uh, They're playing at Florida. Picking Utah, and I'm picking them to cover it two and a half. I think they'll win by, you know, six, maybe like a 23-17 score, something like that. Um, You know, two quality teams. Utah was, I mean, really, really good last year. Lost a few guys, uh, Devin Lloyd, obviously, and a couple others, but not too many. So I think they're going to be pretty solid this year. I think the number seven ranking was about right. Um, but, yeah, I'm expecting big things from them this year. I think Florida's going to take a little time to adjust, um, kind of bringing in some new staff and new players. Um, so I think Florida will get back to the being a ranked team sometime soon, but I don't know if it's this season, let alone, you know, first few weeks. So I think Utah's going to win by, you know, maybe six or seven. Yeah, I didn't have the game in my games of the week. Obviously, we're picking two different games each. But um, game I definitely looked at, uh, game people, a lot of people are talking about it's supposed to be a really good game. A lot of people picking Florida. I'm 
I'd be hammering uh, Utah minus. I think they're going to win by two plus scores. I think this Utah team is really talented. They're a legitimate threat to go to the college football playoff this year. I know Florida's really good, and I know that this is going to be a probably the most hostile environment Utah plays in all year, um, going to the swamp. But I, I think it's a statement win for Utah. Uh, I think they've been sitting here all offseason, pissed off, understanding that people are doubting them because they're in the Pac-12. And I think this is going to be a monster win for them. They've got a super athletic defense. People talk about how athletic Florida's defense is. They're sleeping on Utah's defense. They are super athletic. They've got really good corners, really good safeties. They're looking across the board. Cam Rising, I think if he had played all year last year, did have made the college football playoff potentially. Um, so I, I'm picking them to beat to beat Florida. They're going to have all their starters in. Um, I think the statement win for them. Um, I'll get to my first game of the week here. I'm going with uh, Rice at USC. USC favored by 32 and a half. Um, I'm picking USC to win and cover by 32 and a half. I mean, obviously Rice is, um, you know, a lesser football program than most. Uh, and I think I just picked this game. I'm really excited to see what USC's offense looks like. Um, you know, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, obviously Mario Williams as well, coming from five-star freshman last year, coming from Oklahoma with Caleb and Lincoln. Um, excited to see what the defense looks like. They should be a little more athletic. A couple of transfers came in on, in the linebacker core. Um, but just really excited to see the USC team. I'm a big USC fan. Um, looking, to, looking forward to see what that offense looks like and pick it into cover. Yeah, I think that would be a cool game to watch this week. Um, crazy for Rice, though. I mean, they got to travel there and probably gonna be pretty pretty crazy environment just with everything that's been brought in. And similar to uh, – who was it that we talked about? I mean, it's really similar to Texas Tech, honestly, um, maybe on a bigger scale. But in terms of just the hype around the program, the guys they brought in, um, a lot of hype surrounding the organization, even though they, they normally have a lot of hype. Uh, but even yeah. more so this year, I think. So I think 14 ranking for them was pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, it should be, should be fun to see how, you know, Rice plays. I want to see how they adjust to things and kind of what USC looks like as well. Uh, but my second and final uh, pick for game of the week, uh, just excluding Tech and ranked matchups, is number four Clemson at Georgia Tech. And Clemson is favored by 23. Um, I mean, it's going to be – this isn't really a game that people talk about as like kind of a big game, but it's a Monday night game. It's the lone Monday night game to close out week one of the college football uh, season. And I'm picking Clemson to win, obviously. I mean, they're favored by 23 and a half. They're ranked fourth for a reason. They got a lot of good guys on their roster. Um, you know, Cade Klubnick from Austin comes in, brings in some competition in the QB room. Uh, I think DJ will obviously still be starter. But, you know, that could light a fire under DJ, and I think we could see a really solid season from him. Maybe a, you know, maybe a Heisman, as we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys on the Clemson roster that are returning and experienced, and they have a lot of highly touted draft prospects for next year. So I'm picking Clemson to win, but I think Georgia Tech will cover. Uh, it's at Georgia Tech. They have an electric environment. And 23 is a lot of points, so I say Clemson wins by, like, 12 to 17 range, if I had to guess. Yeah, I'm picking Clemson to win this game as well. Obviously, we're not. I'm not making my, my official picks against the spread in terms of our record for the pod, but I'd be picking Georgia um, – pro- or Georgia Clemson to win, but probably Georgia Tech against the spread – um it's a big it's a rivalry game they play every year um you know obviously it's not like georgia tech georgia or clemson south carolina or south carolina but it's still a rivalry game they play a lot um i think you mentioned the Klubnik and dj situation i think it, it could be we could be looking at a kelly bryant and trevor lawrence situation potentially obviously i think on a lesser scale for both of those guys i don't know if you know obviously Cade wasn't the as highly touted of a prospect as trevor was um and you know obviously dj didn't have the success last year that kelly bryant did in his first year as a starter but we could see a similar situation dynamic play out there where DJ starts first few games and then, you know, slowly but surely 
Cade kind of works his way in and then he ends up being the full-time starter. Um, but that Clemson defense is really good. They're really athletic. I uh, got, you know, first round prospects across the board uh, at all three levels of the defense. So uh, should be, should be a really good game. I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow night. Um, and then I'm going to go into my last pick of the week. My last game of the week, I'm going to go army at coastal Carolina, coastal Carolina is favored by a point and a half. Um, Actually, this this was a game in a uh, a college football pick 'em pool that I'm in. Uh, pick five games a week, that kind of thing. Um, I picked Army to win. Picking Army to win here, and and by obviously by one and a half, they're going to win. I think it's going to be by a single point. Um, got a former teammate in high school that plays at Army, starting linebacker there. Um, looking forward to seeing him play today. Definitely going to watch um, the game for sure. They've also got a, an NFL prospect, uh, Andre Carter, on the defensive line. So definitely going to watch. Um, I'm big on Army this year. He's going to be really good. That defense is going to be solid. So I'm picking Army to win uh, plus one and a half, and, and I guess a bit of an upset. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, that game's going to be intriguing. You know, Coastal Carolina was a really good team these past few years, but they lost some guys. And I think I think they're going to take a step back this year. Um, I think Army's a good draw for them week one. It's going to bring a lot of competition, and if they lose, that'll I think they'll fare, fare well for their season. Uh, in comparison, if they won, I think, you know, Army winning this game, which I think they could win, um, will kind of – uh, ignite a fire for Coastal Carolina. And I think, you know, Coastal, by having a tough draw week one, will play better um, over the course of the season, knowing they don't really have any pushovers for a game. Yeah, for sure. I guess it should be a really good game. Definitely looking forward to watching it. I think it's going to be a close one, uh, kind of all game. So definitely going to keep my eye on that one today. Uh, we're going to shift into our Heisman picks. Uh, we're going to go with a winner and a sleeper. I'll do mine first. Uh, my winner is going to be CJ Stroud, although I'm going to go on record now and say it. It should be Will Anderson, but it, it's not going to be. They will never give the Heisman to a defensive player. Um, it feels like they they have to give it to C.J. Stroud this year almost. I mean, if he doesn't just have an absolutely terrible year, you know, someone kind of comes out of the blue and has a monster year like a Will Levis type of guy or a Cam Rising has just an electric year. Um, you know, you feel like it's going to be C.J. Stroud. The numbers, he's going to put up super gaudy numbers. Um, he's going to just have, he's gonna have a really good year, honestly. I mean, they're going to play um, – an electric brand of offense between Trayvon Tra- 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 Henderson uh, and two receivers have got plus a few more. Um, then it's going to be CJ. Although I guess that it should be Will Anderson. He's going to put up ridiculous numbers. And I'd be vote- if I was voting for the Heisman, I'd have voted for Will Anderson last year, and I'll be voting for Will Anderson this year. But it's not going to be him. I don't think. I just don't think they're going to give it to a defense alignment, um, which sucks. But it's just the reality of the situation. Um, my sleeper pick going to be Deuce Vaughn, running back out of Kansas State. Uh, played against him in high school a couple of times. Um, but I think he's really a really, really electric guy. Um, you know, about five, five, he gets the Darren Sproles comp naturally because of his size and, you know, where he plays and what he can do with the, you know, out of the backfield and with the ball in his hands. Um, but I think if K-State can make a little bit of noise in the big 12, it's so wide open this year. Obviously you have Baylor. who's probably going to win the big 12, but, uh, it feels kind of wide open. You don't really know what Oklahoma's going to look like with Brent Venables. Unsure of what Texas is like with all this new, all the new talent that's in there. And, you know, a, a lot of turnover in the roster. Um, Obviously, Oklahoma State loses a lot defensively. They lose Jim Knowles. Uh, you know, obviously, there's still Baylor, but the question mark's there. Texas Tech's a question mark. West Virginia's a question mark. So, um, you know, it's pretty wide open. So, if K-State can make a little bit of noise, uh, Deuce Vaughn will be the reason they do that, and he could be a Heisman sleeper if he has a monster year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, as we're making Heisman picks to close out our college segment, I mean, there's a lot of dudes that could bring on the trophy this year. Uh, I mentioned C.J. Stroud, who's arguably the favorite. Um, you know, Bryce Young's also a runner, but they don't, they're not going to give it to a guy back to back years, I don't think. Um, so a lot of guys that could go a lot of ways. Um, I think Will Anderson is going to win it. He's going to be my pick. I just think he's going to do too much and he's going to have too much exposure, obviously, being at Alabama. 
to not give it to him. Uh, if he has, you know, a certain caliber of a year, I mean, you have to give it to him. I think, well, regardless, there's a few quarterbacks that could win it. You mentioned, um, and Stroud definitely could with the weapons he has. I just think Anderson's going to do enough to win it. And if he's going to be like, well, he did this, but Stroud did this. I assume they're going to be the two front runners. Um, and they're going to be like, well, we kind of have to give it to Anderson based off what he's done. Um, but it is interesting with the new college rule. Um, maybe we'll see some talent or some uh, stats drop off just based off guys getting penalties and stuff like that. Don't know how effective it's going to be until we really see maybe in conference play. Can't make too many assumptions off non-conference games. Uh, but I'm going Anderson. I think it'll be him that takes it home. Uh, my sleeper is going to be Kayshawn Booty, the wide receiver from LSU. Um, pretty highly touted receiver coming up this next year. Uh, he's going to be the leader in that room that's been stacked for the past four years. Uh, you look at Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase specifically. Um, Booty could be the third guy in that line to, you know, be a first-round pick and probably be picked closer to where Justin Jefferson was at 22, I believe, than where Jamar was at five. Um, you know, you're looking at him probably in the second, the last third of the first round. Um, definitely a guy that could end up being wide receiver one. Uh, you know, definitely a top three, four receiver right now for next year's draft, I think. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways, obviously with the sleeper, you're just kind of picking a dark horse candidate to where they could win, uh, but it's a really long shot. And I think that's kind of what it is for him, you know, there could be a lot of guys that could go to um, you look at, you know, B. John Robinson, maybe not quite as much a long shot, but another guy that could win it. You mentioned Levis as a guy that could be a sleeper, but I think booty will win it. I, or booty will be my sleeper. I think he has a good, better chance than people think just because of the environment he's in the offense. He's in uh, the guys that have done it before him. And I think they'll ha he'll have all the tools to have it, you know, a top notch wide receiver one year. And I think we'll get it done. Yeah, Keisha Booty, definitely a guy who's really solid. Um, talked about his up there with JSN as the best receiver in college football this year. Um, guy who plays a lot like Jamar Chase. He's big, but he's really fluid, really quick, really good down the field. So um, definitely see the Jamar Chase comp. Obviously, maybe not going to be picked in the same realm as just with the quarterback and defensive line talent in this draft. But um, definitely got to watch for kind of come, come our draft season uh, with wide receiver rankings, that kind of thing. Definitely got to watch all year. Um, definitely an electric playmaker with the ball in his hands and down the field. Um, that wraps up our college football segment of the episode today. We will talk about the Thursday night game today. We'll kind of give a little bit of a preview of it just to fill in some time here. Um, Thursday night, September 8th, September 8th at 720 Central, Buffalo Bills are traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Bills are favored by two and a half. Um, we'll pick our winner and against the spread. Um, you know, game this tight, typically a winner is going to be with the spread. So, I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to win and cover by minus two and a half. Um, got a lot better this offseason. I think they pick up Von Miller. Uh, they retain a lot of pieces. So, uh, obviously, I think this is going to be a, kind of a tone setter for them. I think for both teams, you know, the Rams kind of coming off a Super Bowl win, uh, Bills with the Super, being the Super Bowl favorite. Um, you know, I think it's just going to be – I think it'll be a really good match. I think it's a great way to kick off the NFL season. Um, you know, in the past, we've had some kind of lesser teams play Thursday night games. Now, last year it was the Bucks and Cowboys, which was good, but – you know, in years probably we've kind of had um, not duds, but just let down games a little bit. Um, just not two top tier contenders like this, arguably the two top contenders in each conference, potentially, you know, depending on who you ask. Um, and this will be a really good game. Both excited to see Josh Allen, uh, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, guys like that, uh, Stephon Diggs. So uh, I'm picking the Bills, picking the one by two and a half. It should be a great game. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree with you on this. I'm picking Bills by two and a half. I think. 
well, I think they overpaid Von Miller. I think Von will make a huge impact on that team just because, you know, they had the one, number one defense, both scoring and yards per game last year. And that was with, a you know, kind of a mediocre D-line. Their D-line, I feel like, was kind of the weak spot of that defense. And if you have Von coming off the edge, I think he can kind of have a bigger impact than just an edge rusher on that D-line. I mean, the experience and um, overall, you know, what he's seen in the NFL, I think, can be really beneficial to the young guys and make them so much better without him even – playing for them obviously he only covers one spot um but i think his experience is more than that and that's what led to the contract um but i'm picking them to cover i think it'll be a one score game probably around six seven eight um will be the margin uh, but i am picking two and a half i think that's pretty slim but i can understand it i mean long travel for bills and the rams are obviously hosting a fresh off the super bowl so it makes sense um i get the spread and they don't ever pick two biggest spreads in nfl games um Looking forward to it, though. We're going to cover the rest of week one in next week's episode as we will record again on Friday before the slate of games begin on Sunday and then the one on Monday. But, yeah, looking forward to it. Finally, uh, we have football back starting really today uh, with our team. Um, We're going to head into some NFL honors picks where we're going to pick MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. And then we're going to wrap it up with some playoff picks where we're going to pick the title game matchups and the Super Bowl matchups with winners in those three games. I'm going to kick it off here with the MVP. Uh, We differ in all of our predictions, uh, the NFL honors predictions, that is. I'm going to go with Josh Allen, obviously probably the favorite to win it this year, a guy that, you know, is out of position that wins it in quarterback and really has improved each of his last four years, and he's really due to win it. Um, and I think he will. I think he's going to come out of a strong year right off the bat, and I think he's really going to be, you know, he's going to be the favorite. He's going to not really have too many mishaps, might have a down game or two, uh, but it's really just about how you finish the season. I mean, you look at Russ, you look at Kyler, those are guys that normally start the season pretty hot, and then by week nine or ten, they kind of fade off, and by the end of the year, they aren't really in MVP convos. Um, so I think Josh isn't going to follow that trend. I think he's going to be a guy that is – I mean, obviously, going to the season as a favorite is kind of tough to build your resume uh, rather than just maintain a resume. So he's got to just come in and produce from day one, and I think he's going to win it. Yeah, I think Josh Allen certainly has an MVP caliber season, um, but I didn't pick him. Um, I picked Justin Herbert, and it's going to sound biased because I'm a Chargers fan, but – I do think the my reason behind it is I think they're going to play not from behind a lot, but they're going to play the game passing the ball a lot. And I think Herbert's going to have gaudier numbers than Josh Allen will. I think you look at the the Bills' schedule and you look at who they're playing in their division. I, I don't know if he's going to have to be throwing the ball fifty times a game. I don't know if his numbers are going to be as good um, as guys like you know, even Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes this year, um, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, even Joe Burrow if they're playing from behind sometimes. Um, I think that's going to be a big part of it is, is your numbers every year um, being compared. Obviously, if they have a look at year and they have the best record in the NFL, he'll be up there. But, um, you know, I think if Herbert has a better year and I think he's going to have a monster statistical year just because they're going to have to play from behind sometimes. So they play have a really good schedule. They play – I mean, their division's really good. Um, same can go for Mahomes. I was actually between Herbert and Mahomes in this pick just for that same reason, uh, you know, playing in the division. Obviously, man, I have as good of a record as the Bills, but those two quarterbacks should put up probably better numbers than Allen will simply because Allen's not going to be throwing the ball as many times. I think – his attempts per game will be a lot lower. I think his yards and touchdowns will be in turn be lower just based off of, as a byproduct of that. I know that 
McDermott also wants to run the ball a little bit more than I think Andy Reid and Brandon Staley do. Um, he's more of a ground and pound, smash mouth football coach. Obviously, they have Allen; they're gonna throw the ball a lot, but um, I think Allen's touchdown numbers could be limited to that as well. But nonetheless, I think both these guys are, are really good picks. They both have, I think, Herbert now maybe the one and two favorites to win the MVP this year, um, or you know, top two, top two or three guys in odds. So um, certainly a pick that I would have made with Josh Allen. I just I didn't make it because I thought that. Um, really just because, like I said, the statistical numbers mentioned may not be there as a byproduct of not playing in as many tight games as, as Herbert. Um, but I'll make my offensive player of the year pick next. Um, we both picked LSU receivers. I went with Justin Jefferson. Um, I think they'd be throwing the ball a lot. Team that's going to play from behind a lot. Um, I think he's far and away wide receiver one on that team. I think Adam Thielen's obviously still talented, but definitely getting up there in age. Definitely maybe lost a step in the last couple of years. Um, I think he's just due for a, an absolute mammoth year. Um, even with Dalvin Cook, I think he'd be playing from behind a good bit. So, or at least having to throw the ball a lot. So, I think we go Justin Jefferson here. Um, I think it's also one more year of experience in the league, too. Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick there. Kind of similar pick to you, I think, Justin Jefferson, you know, in a room with pretty good wide receiver room. They have Thielen, obviously, who's a really slept-on receiver. And then they brought in Jalen Rager, who I don't think is great, obviously, uh, but just another guy in the room that has experience and was a highly touted guy at one point, and I think – he could play well on the Vikings, just the way they run their offense. I mean, I think Kirk's a good quarterback, and I think they have all the guys you need to have a successful offense. And I think that Justin Jefferson might lose a few targets um, just, you know, with adding Rager and then Cook, hopefully, if he's healthy the whole season. Uh, I mean, Justin Jefferson, first two years in the league have been great. I think he's going to keep that trend. I, think, I don't think it'll be maybe quite as many yards, but it'll be pretty close. Uh, so it could go to him. I'm going to pick Jamar Chase. Obviously, he's also in a crowded wide receiver room uh, with Higgins and Boyd. Then they brought in Hayden Hurst as well, who's a really good receiver. Um, I don't know if he's going to get as many targets. I don't. I think, once again, the targets need to go around. And if you just target one guy, then you'll double him, and then you're going to have to throw it to other guys. So I'm giving it to Jamar, Jamar Chase, though, because I think, you know, he can separate himself even being double covered. Um, a great route runner. He has the quickness and stuff. And he showed it last year. I mean, last year was his first year in the league, drafted number five. I mean, you expected big things from him, big things from him, and he showed up. Um, I do think it's normally, you know, receiver, running back are normally the guys that this goes to um, as, you know, normally the quarterback wins MVP. So I think it's going to be Jamar, uh, another LSU receiver. And I expect a big year from him, probably around what he did last year. Uh, but I'm going to kick off the defensive player of the year. Uh, this obviously goes to the best defensive player in the league. Uh, normally it's based off stats, and I'm going to go T.J. Watt. Yeah, he won it last year, and he had, you know, however many sacks he did, 22 or something. Um, but I think he's going to do it again. I really think, you know, the D-line's still pretty good. They didn't really lose anyone. Uh, their defense is going to be improved, I think. They lost a couple corners, but that doesn't really make an impact um, for T.J. I think, you know, in a division that has that's loaded at pass rusher between him and a couple other guys um, that I won't mention for your sake. I think TJ is going to be the guy that wins it. I mean, we saw Donald win it, what, three years in a row. I think TJ can have the same impact while he maybe isn't as valuable because Donald's doing it from the interior. Um, TJ kind of does it more traditionally. Um, I just think he's going to be the guy to win it again. I think his sack numbers could be up near last year, around 20. And I think it's just, he's going to have too good of a year not to give it to him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think TJ is definitely a guy who could win it. I think defensive player of the year is certainly an award where they're not afraid to give it to a guy multiple times. Um, 
obviously Aaron Donald's obviously a consideration here, but I think we're kind of in the the Michael Jordan effect, if you will, with Aaron Donald. People are just tired of voting for him to win it. Like people got tired of voting for Michael and even LeBron to win the MVP. It's like those guys could win it every year, but they want to give it to somebody else. So I think that's kind of what we're getting with Aaron Donald here. Um, I went with a division rival though. Uh, to win the defense player of the year and Miles Garrett. Um, a lot of attention is going to be on the Browns this year, I think, especially early on in the season with, with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Um, but I think he's going to have a really good year. I think Miles is due for MVP or not MVP, but the defense player of the year. Um, should have massive sack numbers. The defense got better this offseason. He should be have a little more help around him. Um, obviously, they brought Clowney back, so could have a big year, but I'm still going to go with him. Um, Maybe some attention off him, less attention than maybe TJ Watt gets. Um, obviously, Stefan Tuitt not going to be back for the Steelers this year. So, one less guy to pay attention to on the defensive line, a little more attention to go towards TJ Watt. But uh, I did see Miles Garrett's also a better run defender a little bit. I think that could go into it as well, um, especially if the Browns win some games without Deshaun Watson. I think a big reason will be Miles Garrett. So, that's why I'm going to go with him. Um, and then we'll get into our coach of the year picks here. Um, I went with Frank Reich. Obviously, last week I had the Colts finishing at number two in the AFC, just like I said, simply due to the fact they're going to play an easy schedule in their division. Um, not necessarily the second best team in the AFC, but that's how their division is going to shake out. Just looking at how loaded the AFC North and West are this year. So um, going with Frank Reich, though, they're going to finish with a really good record. I think uh, going from non-playoff team to a playoff team is going to be big for them. Obviously Frank Reich's a great coach, I think personally, um, and he's, you know, deserving this award and he gets it this year. Yeah, I think that's a really good pick. Uh, they're a team that could definitely turn it around and get back to the playoffs like you mentioned. My coach of the year is going to be Dan Campbell uh, from the Motor City. I think the Lions have what it takes to make the jump, and I think they could sneak into a wild card spot. I don't think they will, but I think, you know, obviously they're a team that could do it. And they have, you know, they have the mentality, obviously. They were in so many close games last year. They lost pretty much every one. Um, I mean, you look, you see if they win most of those, then – they're a seven seed in the playoffs, and I think they could be that this year. And while well, it is a hot take uh, from the cold seat, but I think, you know, the Lions are a team that could be in the playoffs this season. And while it does sound crazy, I do think they have all the tools. So going Dan Campbell, obviously he's not going to win it. I don't think if they don't make the playoffs, figure playoff spots could have to be the criteria for him to for him to win it, uh, maybe if they come up just short, he'll be in consideration. But for him to overall win it, uh, they're going to have to make the playoffs. Not saying they have to win a playoff game, but at least be a wild card team. Um, but comeback player of the year, guys that missed some time last year. I got Jameis Winston, a guy that was looking really good last year. You know, uh, the joke that he had a LASIK helped his uh, turnover to touch, touchdown turnover ratio. Um, but yeah, he tore his ACL about halfway through the year, I think. Um, so I think he could come back this year. Hopefully, if he's healthy for a full season, he could definitely be in consideration down the stretch. He's a guy that, like I said, played really well last year. I think he was top in multiple categories before he got injured towards the top. Um, I mean, they have the weapons. They just picked up Olave. That Mike Thomas is coming back. Uh, they have one other guy. Can't remember. Um, but, yeah, Jarvis Landry, that is. Um, but they're looking good, I think. He's going to have a good year with that team. They always have a good O-line, obviously. So Winston has all the tools to get it done, uh, and I think comeback player could be his. Yeah, no, I think he could have a good year. Like, he put the weapons around him. Michael Thomas coming back, they drafted Olave early. Um, he could have a really good passing number a year, definitely an option. Um, I went with a different guy. I went a different direction. Obviously, it's usually a quarterback award if there's a quarterback to win it. 
Um, last year you had Dak and you had uh, Joe Burrow, and Burrow ended up winning it. Um, no, no big name quarterback this year. Um, so I ended up going with Christian McCaffrey. I think he's if he plays the whole year, he could win it. He have a monster year. Um, definitely an offensive player of the year candidate as well. But um, going to go with comeback player of the year for him. I hope he's healthy. I really hope he is. Um, yeah, I hate to see a guy like him as talented as he is miss a lot of games. Um, if he's healthy for most of the year, I think he wins it with good numbers. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's it. Um, like I said, I really want to be healthy. Love to see guys like him on the field. But um, that kind of wraps up our NFL honors, if you will, on the pod. Our picks here. We'll kind of look back on these, and maybe update them halfway through the year. Do a little midseason uh, MVP picks as well. Um, we'll kind of move into our playoff picks. We'll do AFC title game, NFC title game, and Super Bowl. And that'll wrap up the episode today. Um, so we'll kind of get these going here. I'll start off the AFC title game. I'm going with the Bills winning over the Chargers. Um, I think the Bills going to just be more rested at that point. Um, I kind of always said that I think whoever the Bills are going to play in the title game, the Bills will win. Um, just because, again, they're going to be more rested. I think the Chargers, um, I had them in my five seed as a wild card team. I think they get through their first two rounds. I think they would end up drawing the Chiefs in the second round. Um, I think they beat the Chiefs. Uh, and I think that they, you know, just it's a tough game against the Bills. Uh, obviously, they'd be tired from a long season uh, getting into the playoffs. And I think the Bills ended up beating them, and they should be more healthy, more rested, more ready, more ready to go, if you will, um, in the playoffs. Uh, that's my pick over in the AFC is the Bills. Yeah, I like it. I think the Bills are a team, if they do end up being the one seed like we both predicted uh, last week's episode, that they either lose in the divisional or they win it all. Um, I think they're going to be hot towards the end of the season, though, so I think they're going to win the AFC title game and head to the Super Bowl. Uh, which is in Arizona at the Cardinal Stadium, I believe. Uh, I think they're going to win it over the Chiefs. It's going to be in Buffalo if everything uh, goes the way I predicted. Um, and I think, you know, playing in Buffalo is going to be really tough. We saw last year playing in KC, um, how that affected Buffalo and obviously the whole overtime situation. But I think the Bills are going to win the rematch over the Chiefs this time around and head to the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to get to the NFC games now. The NFC title game, I think it'll be a good one. Obviously, the NFC not quite as competitive this upcoming year, at least on paper. Um, Projection-wise, I don't think they're going to be have quite as good records, uh, losing a lot of those uh, interconference matchups. So I'm going to pick the Bucks over the Rams. Uh, another rematch. Rams obviously won it last year, won the Super Bowl, and Bucks won it the year before. I think Bucks are going to win it uh, and head to the Super Bowl to face the Bills. Uh, the Bucks just have more experience. Rams have a lot of new pieces there. Um, and while I think they could do it, I think, you know, they haven't brought back Odell as of now. They also have – they brought in Allen Robinson, who doesn't really have any playoff experience uh, except maybe a couple games. Um, and then you also lose, you know, Von Miller. And I think losing guys like that will be impactful. And I'm going to take the Bucks. You know, definitely a good pick there with the Bucks over the Rams. Um, could certainly see a rematch of the divisional game last year. Um, I think you're right. The Rams didn't bring back Odelia. They didn't bring back Von Miller. Um Obviously, they replace Odell with Allen Robinson. They may still bring him back, um, but definitely Von Miller losing him is a big, big hit to that defense. He was certainly impactful last year in that playoff run they had. Um, but for my game, the NFC, I'm going a little bit different. I'm going to go 49ers over Packers, a rematch of uh, the other rematch of the other divisional game last year. Um, you know, I think you talked about it with the Packers starting slow with some new weapons. I think the Niners may start slow with Trey Lance, which they don't have, I don't have them winning the division. I think the Rams start a little bit faster, maybe get a couple wins early on after the Bills game. Um, Niners may start slow first, maybe a first, a slow first half of the year, but I think they really turn it on late, maybe go on a run and then go make a playoff run. Um, I think about this. I mean, they made the, they, they should, honestly, they should have won the NFC championship game last year. If I forget who the free safety was, he, I mean, Matthew Stafford threw him the ball 
with what two minutes to go. He should have had that pick. Yeah. Game should have been over. They should be going to the Super Bowl. So if Trey Lance is just marginally better than Jimmy G, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, I think you look at last year, they don't lose a lot. Um, I think they bring back everybody. Obviously, Debo's back. They resolve that situation there. Um, you know, that running back stable is fully healthy, led by Elijah Mitchell, I think. Um, but, you know, honestly, who knows? Uh, anyone could leave that stable right now, as, as, as many guys as they have there. Um, obviously, George Kittle's back. Brandon Ayuk had a really big offseason. Um, so, like I said, I think maybe Trey Lance starts slow, but I think by the end of the year, he'll be kind of firing on all cylinders in that offense. And he, as long as I said, as long as he's marginally better than Jimmy G, I think they're a Super Bowl team. Um, so, my pick over the Packers. And then oh, once he gets to the Super Bowl game here, um, I'm going Bills over Niners. I just think that, um, you know, if they get into a shootout, I'm taking the Bills over the Niners offensively throwing the ball. Um, I think it's hard to get into a shootout when your primary offense is going to be RPO game and run game. Um, I think when you compare it to the Bills of being able to score in one play with Gabe Davis or Stephon Gilm, Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Diggs, um, and obviously James Cook, Devin Singletary, a nice running back duo there. Um, you know, it's hard to bet against the Bills right now, honestly. Um, they're the best team on paper in the NFL. They're the best, you know, they they were one of the best teams in the NFL last year. You know, I think if they don't lose that game against the Chiefs, they maybe win it all. So um, I'm picking them to win this year. It's over the Niners, and I think it's to be a great game. Um, hopefully. Uh, the season, everyone's healthy. Obviously, if you know health is wealth, and obviously all these picks are you know to be determined, especially with health, um, subject to change, obviously. But if if everything is all healthy and everyone's good to go, I think this is gonna be my pick for the year. I like it. Yeah, I mean the Niners kind of are the Packers kryptonite in the playoffs of the past few years. Uh, definitely see them if you know if Lamps plays well, they could definitely go on a run. Uh, well, I didn't pick them. I did pick the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl for the NFC, like I said. I did pick the Bills as well, and I think the Bills will beat the Bucks in Arizona for Super Bowl 57. I think it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be kind of a uh, back and forth, you know. Some some drives, someone might march down the field, and other drives, you know, might get stalled in their own red zone. It's just two really good defenses and experienced offenses, and I think the Bills are going to win it. Just They're going to have a little more firepower. Obviously, the Bucks have Brady. Um, but I think, you know, the Bills have probably a little better defense, and I think – they're more, I guess, consistent. I think the Bucks. you know, there were a few games last year, I can't remember who they played, that their defense was just not really there. And I think you can't really have that. Obviously, if I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl, their defense is going to be there pretty much every game. And that's why I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Bills win by six or so, maybe like a 30 to 24 score or something like that. Um, but I like the Bills over the Bucks, as we both picked the Bills, actually. Um, both kind of made the easy pick here, obviously, with the Bills being the projected favorite to win it all. I think it could be interesting. Obviously, you know, a lot of teams other than the Bills could make a run. A lot of teams could play worse. I mean, you're looking at the Bills. They could, you know, be a 11-6 and six team and lose in the first round. I mean, you never know what can happen. Injuries happen. Um, you know, stuff like that. Suspensions happen. Um and it's just the name of the game. I mean, we saw it last year with a few teams getting so many injuries. Um, always hope, you know, the whole league's healthy. I think, you know, when a team wins a game or wins a Super Bowl with, you know, playing its opponents that's not healthy, it doesn't really count as much. I don't think it's not as well worth it. Um, you know, when you beat everyone fully healthy, or I mean pretty much fully enough to be fully healthy, um, I think it means a lot more that you actually beat, you know, the A team, I guess. Um but, yeah, really looking forward to it as the season kicks off Thursday. A great opening game, uh, you know, better than – where what was it, Bucks patriots last year? 
And then the I think it was Bucks Cowboys, yeah. Bucks Cowboys. And then the year before it was Chiefs Texans. That was um, terrible. Yeah. So I think this game's gonna be a real good one. Um, maybe one of the closest spreads all week, uh, all weekend to kick off the week. So I think, you know, we're looking forward to it this upcoming Thursday at seven twenty. Um, as we're kind of getting geared up for week two of college and week one NFL. Getting back in the swing of things till about, you know, early February. We're gonna have football every weekend, a lot of fun. Um Friday episodes are going to be football. Tuesday are going to be the typical episodes where we pretty much cover, you know, everything but football. It's going to be MLB heading into the playoffs soon. Um, golf just wrapped up. We're going to be talking about maybe some things there. Um, NBA starting up as well. NHL is going to be starting up in a couple months. So a lot of things to stay tuned in for. And you can follow us on Colts on Twitter and Instagram at Cold Seat Podcast. Looking forward to it. Um, make sure you're following us as we're going to be active on there for the most part, posting on, you know, stories, tweeting, stuff like that. Um, appreciate the support. This is episode 26 as we are ripping out two a week now. Um, really looking forward to keep this going as the season goes along, especially with football here. It's kind of football drives the sports world, at least here in the U.S. So uh, we will see you all in a few days for episode 27 on Tuesday. See you guys then.